0: Field, 24-17. Bears trying to get their 10th win. Here's the boot up in the air. Going up for it. Allen Robinson, he's got it! I want to see the Bears give him an opportunity to prove that he can do this. He's got the ball at
1: the 43-yard line. When all the signs in the world were there. I think that'll be a fade-to-black moment with Allen Robinson taking it out of the air.
0: That's what you're really hoping for. That they really contribute to the team each year, and that you build
1: a great base and foundation. And these loyal fans have been rewarded for their loyalty. It was, it was, it was awesome. It's we picked up right where we left off. It was fantastic. And they have a Bears team to be proud of right now. Takes the snap, takes a knee, they head to the field. The- Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Thirty Four to Glory. I'm your host Tyler Flush, joined by my father and co-host Brian Flush. Hey there. All right, so we're coming off a, a win against the Detroit Lions, which I thought maybe might not have happened last week, but um, it happened. We got there. Um, we played games where we didn't want to call a starter until game time decision which I think is pretty um, it's pretty juvenile, let's just uh, face it. It's it, it's small time, small time. Yeah. Um let, let let's go over the positives cuz there there is unfortunately um negatives with injuries and uh with just thoughts on Matt Nagy. So let's start on the defensive side of the ball. Again, I think defensively we play great. I think Sean Desai does a I think he does a good job actually for a first-time coach. Um my only problem I'm having is we seem to be out of place on zones on who's picking up who, when they're supposed to leave off. Now the announcers were saying during the game that was really odd. They were like, "Well, they're just getting lost or they're not lost." The, the wide receivers are just sitting down in their zone, and what I wanted to say is, no, our linebackers and corners are getting lost in the scheme. Well, that
0: that's kind of what I wondered too, Tyler, because as you, as you watched it, when we got into zone, you kind of wondered, what's what's the communication? You know, when you're in a zone defense, you're handing people off to the guy who's deeper than you, or at least you should be handing that, that guy off, and you should have really clear signals about when you're doing
1: that and and how you're doing that but it's not so much signals it's just coverage you just know it's not so much like no one's looking at their player for a signal like hey you got him it's just the coverage right I, i guess that yeah i guess that's part of what i maybe
0: i'm using the word signal in a wrong way I think you know who what coverage you have and you know when you're supposed to be picking a guy up if you're deep.
1: Yeah, but that's and that's the problem. That's where they're getting lost for me. I mean, other than that, we played great. We're we're yeah. normally pretty good against the run. We're always pretty good. We need to work on that. Ogletree played a great game. He kept getting a little lost though. When we play zone, it's like the linebackers or shedding the wide receiver/tight slash tight ends. But then there's and it, this is where it comes down to. There there's no communication because once that is sh- like passed off that the receiver's passed off, it goes and then the safety or the corner or whoever it is they they, they go somewhere else. Yeah. They're like, "Oh, let me take yeah.
0: up the middle of the field." That's what that's what I saw too. It was like you kind of scratch your head when you see that like
1: Why did he go that route? And and that's what I was saying with the signals. You can't signal that. It's all based off of reading the receiver. We're not doing a good job of that. We don't know. People aren't where they're needed to be. Like, for instance, if they do a quarters coverage, well, guess what that is? They're taking up quarters of the field. So you need to be in the respected area. And what's happening is, to me, what I am seeing is, Normally in like a Tampa 2 coverage, there there and we've seen this. We saw this with Lovey Smith, but it worked great for our defense because we had Briggs, we had Erlacher, we had people like Mike Brown, we had yep. Charles Tillman. Yeah,
0: you get you have to
1: get guys who can
0: come up and fill the gaps quickly.
1: That, yes, and lay the hit, but also have did you notice this is the biggest difference? Wide receivers would sit in the zone in like the 06 defense. Now, granted, that defense was way better than this defense. But this is just common practice on a cover, 2 They're going to give you that 10-yard, 12-yard cushion. They're going to let you catch the ball, and then they're going to either try to hit you to dislodge the ball, or they're, they're going to just tackle you. The, the whole thing of a coverage, two is you make a mistake, we'll be there to capitalize on said mistake, or you know, you're not getting the big play. Right. You're not giving up the, the long ball. Now the problem that I see that we are having right now on defense is we're, we're we're covering almost that gap, right, with two people. We're covering the 10 to 15 yard gap, and then all of a sudden the receiver's breaking downfield and he's wide, wide open. open. yeah. And that should not happen. Well, that's happened in almost that's
0: a really good point. That's happened in almost every game that we've seen someone get so wide open
1: that you can't even find another Bears defender around them. And it's because that, they're, they're like that's where I disagreed with the announcers. Like they're not sitting in the zone. They're getting confused. Like the safety is going, "Hey, I have to go get the guy on the inside. I'm going to go push up on the tight end." And then the linebackers like, "Yeah, me too." And then before they know it, they're like, "Wait, where'd the wide receiver, receiver go? go?" Yeah. Yeah, we got you know that that play in the second quarter, I
0: don't know if you remember, it, but what you just said there was was exemplified perfectly. Roquan took the linebacker and so did the safety. Mm-hmm, took, the sli- yeah. took, took the excuse me, took the tight end. They both took the tight end and they both followed him and I'm like, wait a second. This is not the best tight end the world has ever seen. You don't need two guys on the tight end. Well the wide receiver was running down the field wide open as
1: right. all get out. But when you you can get away with shit like this all day because of our defensive line. Yes, they played another great game. You know, we talked about is Mac kind of like lingering on bust. Was this a good trade? Man, has he been stepping up this year? He has too. He and Quinn both have been stepping up. At Ogletree, I was going to talk about, about you. Quinn.
0: Yeah, I, I think Quinn his his my goodness. Quinn was almost invisible last year. Remember? I mean. Hell, if his name was called, you were like, "Hell, they called Quinn's name." I mean, it, it just it was it was nothing. And this year, he's really been a part of that defense. Putting pressure on the ends is so critical to the to to what you need to do to have a successful. Well, and this is a team, team.
1: too without Hicks. Yeah, we I, didn't I, have Akeem Hicks this week. So. I know,
0: I know, and, and and he's a force to be reckoned with up the middle. But I thought I thought the defensive line played a great game. Our, our run defense overall, with the exception of a handful of plays, looks really, really good. I mean,
1: really, really good. So, I, you know, I had nothing to be happy about. I had no problem with anything other than the defense, other than what I just said, right. which is fixable, which yes, is teachable. It is very, it's, it's one of those things that you look at it and you go, this can get better each and every game. I don't think we have the manpower to play man. I think we need to play zone the way we're doing. We just need to lock it in. Yeah. And maybe that'll come with time, with chemistry. But uh, right now we're a little shaky, so hopefully uh, Desai can work on that. I think, I mean, obviously he's seeing it if I'm seeing it. I think in the NFL, you, you need guys with much more experience to play man because you're
0: when you're playing man, yeah. you're out on an island. Let's face it. When you're when well, yeah, you're playing man remember, to man,
1: you're you're you you get beat. You're done. It's, re- it's all remember, over remember uh, Revis Island. Yeah, that's, absolutely. I mean, that's 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 what he did. He played shut down man. Yeah, and he yeah. called it Revis Island. So yeah. you're absolutely right. You are on an island by yourself, and you're right. We do not have the players. Yeah. I think Jalen Johnson is good enough to do that. I don't know how good when it comes against the top guys, but everyone else. You know, Fuller was, but he's in Denver. Yeah. And and here's the thing about Rebus, too. There are two things it
0: takes to play good man to man coverage. One is experience. How you have how you bump that guy off the line is critical. Every wide receiver in the NFL will tell you that. A good defensive player will not let me run the route I want, especially right off the line. They'll bump me, they'll they'll chip me, I, they'll do I, they'll do a little something to throw my route off a little bit. So you've got you've got that piece of it. The other well, piece is I would, you've got to have I, hold some. Experience. On, I, would dis-
1: I would disagree on that one just a little bit because okay. I don't think that's true because a lot of people a lot of look, a lot of corners aren't gonna want to play that bump. A lot of corners can still shut people down. Josh Norman, he would get up in your face. He would do it a little more. I think that's the style you're talking about. To me, Revis didn't bump at all. He would just, he stuck on you like glue. I I, I think if you
0: watched him, um, he may not have bumped and chipped like, you know, some of the more aggressive people. But he also made sure that you didn't run the route you wanted to run. I mean he stuck to you, but he, he did enough little adjustment with his footwork that you had to make some adjustments yeah, but he as wasn't, an offensive I mean, player.
1: He didn't bump. I mean yeah. that's neither here nor there. So that's...
0: But but I, I think we're going to the same place, aren't we, Ty? And that is that the defense play pretty much lights out. I, I wanna say Roquan has been, I think, exceptional. He's
1: been the number one player it, on the it, I mean he's and you, also he's is... all
0: over the field
1: again and again. I mean he... He should be named Mister Hustle. Also, is is uh oh my gosh Trayvon? Not Trayvon. Trayvon. Danny Trevathan. Oh, is he even on the team? Uh yeah, but I think he's still no. On I it. know it was a joke. Okay, is he even okay. On the team because you know I mean you don't need him. <laughs> I, I know. I, well, I couldn't even remember his name honestly. Yeah. Well, he's pretty long
0: in the tooth, and and listen. We we've all seen it. If you're a Bears fan and you've been
1: watching, but he's defense, hold on, hold on, time out with long in the tooth. I just want to say he's been long in the tooth. <laughs> yeah. When we signed him, he, he was, was long, long in the, the tooth. tooth. Yeah, I get it, I get it, buddy. But he's even longer. And no, but that what? goes down. That goes Sorry, down. Again. No, you don't have to apologize. That goes down to. The whole thing of when we signed him, how much of a joke it was. Yeah. yeah I mean, at first, it wasn't bad. Like, we're like, okay, you know. Yeah, he's maybe good this piece. could be something, right? No, it was, to me, it was not that at all. To me, it was, okay, we have a filler. Now let's go find the other guy. We never found the other guy. Yeah. We turned a filler into, into a long-term player. Yeah, and we're doing the same thing with Robert Quinn, by the way. Again, Robert Quinn, right now having a great year. Buddy, you got to keep it up, though, because I don't want to be forgetting about yeah. you halfway through for all that money we're paying you. Yeah, well, as as we all know, this
0: this play has 17 seasons, or 17 episodes in this play, and we've got to be able to be in all of them to to make things work. 18
1: now, buddy. 18,
0: that's right. Man, holy cow. So 18, 18 chapters in this book, and we've already written four. We're two and two.
1: So, you know, hey... Let's uh, switch gears here and go to the offensive side of the ball where Justin Fields started. Oh, baby, baby, baby. He continues to be leading the NFL, in my opinion, in quarterbacks who get sacked and the ball gets stripped and they recover it. I mean... Yeah. I don't know how he got back to that ball where he got know. stripped, but you know what? That was huge. That was huge that was that. a huge play. I don't think enough was made out of it because we are screwed if the Lions recover a- that. Absolutely. You know what I loved about that is as a
0: young guy, it would be easy to get down on yourself. Oh, I fumbled the ball and, and, and not do anything, but he actually moved into action right away. He showed tremendous hustle. Think of what he had to do to get back in, and on top of that, I mean, he was on ball. the ground. He literally yeah. got back up yeah. and got the ball. Exactly. I mean that, t- and and that takes a tremendous amount of hustle. But listen, we we've got to mention Justin's deep ball.
1: Well, we are. We're okay. going through it. All um right. l- l- I was. I wanted to talk, and let's segue into that now. You can see what this kid has when he has time. Oh. Now, I know it's just the Detroit Lions, but the Detroit Lions were the perfect game to come off that debaucherous performance in Cleveland. They were the get-right team. They really were. That's a beautiful way to put it, because that's exactly what they were. And it's like you see when we have time. Ryan Pace, I hope you're paying attention. You know what? I don't even care at this point, because I hope you're gone. But if you're there, and you're going to be a part of this team, for fuck's sake, man, pay attention. Because when the kid has time, Dad, he's not turning the ball over. I know he threw an interception. Can we talk about this for one second? Then we'll go back to the deep ball. Oh, yeah. It was tipped. Yeah. It, it was just... Yeah. Everyone it, saw it, wasn't it was not It wasn't a bad pass. It gets tipped. That's what happens. Sometimes when you start doing quick routes and dinking and dunking, that's what happened. And then guess what we did? The deep ball. We're finally um, taking isn't, shots. Isn't that beautiful? And not only are we
0: taking shots, our players are catching the ball in stride. That was a 63-yard yeah. bomb he threw. That See, what's beautiful, Bears fans, is not just the fact that we're throwing it downfield with with uh, which i agree totally we're we're doing that much much better and with much better accuracy but we're we're catching guys in stride which means yards after catch the yak is going way up there and is going to continue to go up there with
1: Justin Fields because you can continue to run your route but this is not just about Justin Fields we no. need to talk no. about Darnell Mooney Oh, Yarnell yeah. Mooney! That ball he caught in the beginning when he str- when he was running across the middle fields overthrew him slightly. It was an overthrown ball. It should not have been caught. He Mooney jumps up one handed, brings it in. It was spectacular.
0: Yeah, you could see the talent that that young kid has. I know a lot of people this year were were really high on Mooney as he was coming into year two. And you know what? When you look at this kid. You're thinking, hey, you know what? He could be a legitimate number one, potentially number one receiver. He's a number two receiver, obviously, right now. But he could be a number one guy.
1: Yeah, and that brings me to to some other points that we'll talk to. Let's circle back to that about Mooney being a number one because it could come sooner rather than later. But let's talk about Allen Robinson, too. Look, what is happening with the Bears right now is – is awesome in the aspect of we have a quarterback who says, I'm a rookie. I don't give a shit. I'm giving my receivers the chance to go up and make a play. And he's doing it. And you're seeing what Mooney brings to the table. You know what Allen Robinson can bring to the table, and he showed you that. I want to go back to another deep ball. The other deep ball that wasn't so deep, but it was like a moonshot where he hit Mooney on the sideline. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a thing of beauty. This kid's a rookie making these kind of throws. Now, another rookie, and I know we're not a Jets podcast, but Zach Wilson was starting to make those throws. And the reason I bring this up is because Zach Wilson has started every single snap. Everyone has been saying this could be the worst rookie class ever. Slow your fucking roll, people. Mm -hmm. Slow down. Eh, Easy, okay? It's week four. You saw Trevor Lawrence ball out on Thursday night. It's starting to click. Chicago. And we'll talk about this later. Stick to the man. Stick to the plan. He's showing talent, Dad. He's oh, showing yes. promise. Those are big. Those are big throws. Well, here's the other thing too that that we didn't
0: mention, and and I think absolutely needs to be mentioned, and and that is, um, uh, Bill Laser Rocket called the offensive plays. As far as I do, know. we
1: know that for sure. Um, because I want to talk about this. Th- that
0: okay? Here's here's ESPN reported that. Laser was was the one making those calls. Okay, so that's, that's my source. Whether no, that's no. right or wrong, I don't know.
1: No, I. the reason I'm bringing it up, I'm not prosecuting mm-hmm. you. Yeah. I'm saying, fuck you, Matt Nagy. Like, get out of my goddamn team, dude. I don't care about you anymore. You play coy to the media where you hint that maybe someone else was calling different plays. It's like, dude, I can't stand that. And we're going to talk about him in a little bit. Getting off track. Going to focus back. Because you you keep throwing me around here. Let's let's focus back on the positives. Because I'm about to hit the negatives really hard. Because what you brought up is true. If that was Bill Laser, First off, we have a right to know. Yes. As, as fans, we put up with your shit. You need to tell us what the hell is going on. Second. The offensive line, hats off. You guys did a good job. You you can see, like we've already talked about, you can see what we do when this kid gets time. Let's circle back into a positive that's going to turn into a really big ne- negative. David Montgomery. Yeah. I mean, he was running his heart out. He played fantastic, and then the injury happened. They They suspect... That it's only, it's not a torn. They're saying it's not torn ACL, but they don't know they're going to run more tests. So how do you feel about that? I I thought he would play a hell of a good game. He was, you know what he was doing
0: yesterday that I loved? He was hitting the hole hard and running hard and taking players with him. And he wasn't trying to juke everyone out of their boots, you know? And And that's, I think, the thing that used to bother me a little bit is, hey, I don't want you, I want you running north and south. Get your head down, go north and south. That's the way to go. And he showed a lot of that yesterday, which to me was really good. I, I do want to to circle back real quickly and say one thing about the offensive line. And and it is is a positive. I thought they played a much better game. I also tell you this, in all honesty, That Justin Fields scrambling makes an offensive line look a little bit better than they normally would if an Andy.
1: Let's talk about the play. Let's talk about the play. It was the first corner, and they gave a free sided blitz on his on, on on his it wasn't his blind side. So I didn't think Field saw it, and I said, "Oh, like we all kind of ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, watch out!" He saw it the whole time and did a late spin move, and just—I mean, it was oh. effortless. You, you know, that
0: play in and of itself shows you how elusive he is, and shows you how smooth he is. So, it, it's—it's—you get so many your playbook opens up so much further with the Justin Fields because in in our other quarterback, you just have a guy who's going to stand in the pocket and you know what, he can, he's got to get it out really, really quickly and there are very few options and you know he's not really going to be scrambling anywhere. You have to play us very, very differently
1: with Justin Fields in there. Very, very differently. And also when Montgomery went out, Williams ran really good, and I think that's no knock on David. I think that is a great testament to how well that offensive line bullied their defensive line. Yeah,
0: I I think someone had a had a come to Jesus meeting with that offensive line because now granted, I, I don't know. If granted, any, I
1: I don't know if anyone did. I think when you get your ass whooped that bad. There's, you, a, you, sense, there's you don't a sense. Need. Yeah, you don't need to talk to. There's a sense of pride. These are grown ass men, and Jason Peters played like shit. I don't think you gotta go tell that former, our former, future Hall of famer. famer. Yeah.
0: No, I I think that's a really good point, Ty. You know, and and maybe you don't need that. You're right. Maybe these guys are very self motivating and going. Maybe after looking at the tape, that room got real quiet.
1: I think at, I I think it did. I I think there's there's certain times where you need shootout and then there's other times where you just need to sit back and say, you know, you know what happened.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's one of those deals that really good players can look in the mirror and go, Oh man, I messed up. I know what to do better next time.
1: But let's go back to uh, David Montgomery. Yeah. I, I have a, um, I have a take that uh, not everyone's going to like. All and right. I'm, I'm bracing just, myself. I'm going to say it. I don't think he's good, Uh, and let me explain. I can hear everyone wanting to chew me out, and you can, by the way. We have a phone number. You can call anytime. The reason I don't think he's good is because he seems to show up against inferior teams when we play, and that could just be the Bears in general. I don't know. My biggest knock on him is to me as a player, you're not good if you can't stay on the field. Now I now I know you're not in control of that so much. The injuries do tend to happen and I know that he's young and he's he's fragile, but every person that Ryan Pace has drafted has become this. So it leads me to my next question. Is it the players or what the hell is going on with our medical staff? Because Chicago should have a good medical staff. Tariq Cohen has not even put on pads. What is happening? Tariq, I don't know. Tariq has ghosted the team, man. Just why well, has he ghosted the team? He's I not mean, healthy. I mean well okay,
0: but here's that's exact uh, that's what I want to say. That's what to. I'm trying to that's, ask. Is yeah. it on
1: him or is what's going on? I, because we have some fuckface face head coach. That is sitting up there and not wanting to. This is what I love. And, and now, now we're going. Now we're going. Sorry, folks. Here comes a negative. Here comes a negative. Tyler, this motherfucker. I am so sick of his coyness and him. You see him in the locker room, Dad. We all know division games means two wins. Ne- hey, Matt Nagy. No, it fucking don't. No, it don't. Guess what? It does not mean two wins. Okay. Like, get that out of your head. A win is a win. A loss is a loss. Some are bigger than others, depending on what it's for. You cannot count a week four win over the 0-3 at the time, the 0-3 Lions, who you sent to 0-4, and, and you're like, that, that counts as two. Yeah, well, a- a- again, this- Do- does he think we're this dumb? Yeah, he does. He does, Tyler. I- I've reached
0: that conclusion that he does think that the public is this dumb because Matt Snaggy has he's hit a new low. He's snagged onto a new low, a new branch as far as I'm concerned, and that is he continues to do this political BS
1: with the quarterback. The I mean, more okay, let's bring it up now. Yeah. Does he hate Justin Fields? You know, he's not his friend. I can tell you that.
0: He's he is not he is not his friend. He's not helping Justin Fields with what he's doing. How does it help a quarterback that you need to get put confidence and instill him and you and you continue every week to to say, well, if Andy's healthy, he's we're going with him. Well, what the hell does that mean? Okay, what how how does Justin look at that and go? Well, am am I the starter? First off, he he
1: should have had better stats. I don't think we threw enough in that game. Uh, We continued to take our foot off the gas in that game. Oh, and that bothers the heck out of me, by the way. I've got
0: to mention this. Listen, if you want to win in the NFL, you watch good coaches. They do not take their foot off the gas. Even when they're ahead by double digits. They do not. Good coaches. Matt Snaggy, hear this. Good coaches do not take their foot off the gas. You continue to put pressure on a team. You don't all of a sudden decide we're going to run the ball now and we're going to run out the clock. You know what? You don't have the runners to run out the clock. I got to let you know that. You don't. It's just that it's just that clear. If you got a Derrick Henry, you can run out the clock, okay? You don't have a guy like Derrick
1: Henry. Can you let the dog in? He's digging sure. up profusely sure. in the yard. I can I'll hear be right, him. I'll be right back. Throw him in the kitchen. I knew this would be a problem. Um, little insight to having a giant puppy. Yeah, I think that uh, I think he does hate him. I think he hates. I, I don't know if hate is the word I should use, but he he doesn't like him. I don't know if he wants him as a quarterback or not. Um, so we'll have to see that and see where that goes from there. But, um, I mean, as far as pff, I, I don't understand what he sees in Dalton, I guess. I don't see why he's the guy and other people are not the guy. I don't understand why we have to do this whole thing where, hey, maybe even Nick Foles will play. Huh? How do you like that? It just, it doesn't seem to exist or anything like that. I, I just, I don't, I don't like what's going on with the Bears organization, and I, I've said this before, and that whole incident just threw me, I, I'm i just talking in circles at this point.
0: It's all right, it's all right, it's, uh, you know, I wasn't able to get the dog in, but that'll, that'll be fine.
1: And me. you're not talking into the mic, and so there's another,
0: <laughs> all right, all right, now. A little
1: humility behind well, the uh, yeah, circle Yeah, here. well, there's a lot of humility
0: over, over here.
1: No, let's talk about this. This is what I wanted to get your opinion on, and I just think that this is such a simple and easy concept. Oh, Dad. There you go. I think now headset problems. Is Matt Nagy clearly doing this? This is what I want to ask you. Is he clearly saying, I'm not going to tell you Who's calling plays and who's not? Because I have such a big ego that you're never going to know when I take over. That that's exactly what I think is happening. Ty, here's the deal: if you're a good captain
0: of a good ship and you and you're driving that ship correctly, then you know what all the decisions should go through you, and you should be at, at the helm and and go from there. Matt Nagy or Matt Snaggy, I'm going to call you because you you've snagged another low again. You're not able to make good decisions. You have proved over and over again that you're not making good decisions. You're not supporting this team. You're not making good offensive play calling, as evidenced by the fact that Bill Lazor is, is making the offensive calls at this point. And you're not doing your young quarterback any good. So yes, Matt Snaggy's ego has gotten to him. It's, it's like everything's got to go through him. And you know what? He, it's looking very ugly as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm I don't. i I'm fed up with him. The best way I can sum up this game is great win, Bears. Fire Nagy. Yes, please.
0: Do, do it quickly. Get us out of the misery. I, I think the team would be way better off for it. And, and you know what I think we would know? If you fire Matt, then we actually will know next week who our quarterback is. We won't have to be
1: asking that every week. You can't... I've said this before on this program. You can't put in that young of a quarterback and then pull him when he's playing this well. Because he did. He played bad against Cleveland, but then he played good against Detroit. Like, he... We ran the ball really well, so his numbers aren't quite there, right? Right? I think we should have thrown on them. They were 24th against the pass. I don't know why we didn't throw more. It's probably because we had success running. We still won the game. I'm not going to complain about that. What I want to talk about is you also see the difference. His first interception when he threw it, why did he throw it? We've already hinted on it. It's because when you're throwing the ball short each time, it's easy to get your hands up. A defensive line is not going to respect. Uh, they're going to say, "Hey, because this is what Detroit did. Hey, we can't get to him in time. We're going to hands up, bat the ball, boom, interception." What happens then? Oh shit! This kid just threw a sixty-three yard pass. Oh, oh wow! He's winding up. He's thrown down. He just threw Mooney a twenty-three yard pass. Like that puts that puts in the mind now of the defense. Oh shit! He could throw long. And then the defensive line is going, okay, we got to get to the quarterback now. We can't keep putting our hands up because that's just going to buy him time.
0: Well, we we also saw that finally a missing child of the offense finally showed up, and that's called the play-action pass, which we, for some reason...
1: Have not done forever. I, I, I want to talk about this. Okay. I want to talk about this. Uh, we have not talked about this yet. I, ha- I have a few little just critiques. Just critiques. He is a rookie. This is only his like second start. I'd like to see a better play action. I feel like that really sells it. I feel like he kind of half-asses it. I've, I, and I wish he would do that better. And he just needs to work a little more on holding on to the ball. A lot guys are a lot quicker and bigger in the NFL, but wh- how do you feel about the play action? Like, I, I like that we're using it. I, I'm not. Yeah, yeah I, I
0: get that. And 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 your critique is 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 spot on. Here was my issue was before, even if we were running the ball and even if we were doing it semi-successfully, we we didn't go to the play action pass. And with a kid like Fields who is got such a good arm and such accuracy, that play action. Keeps defenders; they it freezes you if you do it correctly. It freezes you for a minute, and it opens up people downfield. But what
1: freezes them is the run game and how well yeah. we were running the yeah. ball.
0: Exactly, which which allows right your run game really allows the play action pass to be bid on because if you're not running the ball, no one's no one's respecting the play action pass. If you're if you're getting stuffed, like no one the play action pass against Tampa Bay doesn't really work because Tampa Bay basically. Says, you know what? Well, I take that back. Actually, Tampa Bay is the exception to the rule because they've really sucked with their their DBs and and their backs. But um, generally, you have to be running the ball for the play action pass. To oh, work. I
1: just you lost me there. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Well, you were just anything. talking about Tampa Bay with the play action, and then you went to the defense. I got confused.
0: Yeah. Well, I was just saying that that I was using an example of Tampa Bay is a team that you cannot generally do a play-action pass Okay, thank you for they, clarifying yeah, because yeah. You were ta-
1: I thought you were talking about Tom Brady doing no, play-action, no no, 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 and then you no. went to their defense, yeah. and I was like, what? No. What are we doing? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I, it, no, you're fine. I just wanted to yep. clarify for the audience. Maybe I was the only one that didn't follow that. I just wanted a little clarification. So let's get into the other part. I said earlier, I said, uh, Mooney might be a one sooner rather than later. I think sooner is happening. Uh, I don't think Alan Robinson wants to play for this team. I think he has realized that we are right now. This is what scares me. We have built a foundation of shit. Everyone knows that the walls are closing in, that everything's about to crumble down. We just don't know when. And let me explain. We can't draft. We keep getting players who are injured. We go out and sign. I mean, I don't care what you say about Robert Quinn. It was a bad signing uh, to that much money. Was it a good signing? Maybe not that much money. But two, we, we don't have an offensive line. And we have a coach who is trying to tell us that this is his guy. This is who he very openly, I might add is trying to say, this is who we want, this is Andy Dalton, this is who we want, this is who we need, this is who we have. Meanwhile, you have a young rookie going, what did I do, man? Because to me, Dad, Justin Fields, and I don't know him personally, he seems like a leader, he seems hungry, and more importantly, he seems like he has the skill sets to do everything asked of him on a football field. He continues to run out of the pocket with his eyes downfield, trying to make plays. I love plays. that. I love that. Russell Wilson esque. Yes, very, very
0: much uh, Russell Wilson esque. And, and he's got all the intangibles that
1: you're looking for in a quarterback. You know what I love about it? So, so that brings off- me to my point, though, Dan, and I don't mean to cut you off. So then why don't? This is what I'm talking about with the foundation. Well, it, again. Right, right? Am I right, though? Yeah. Like, we built this thing. And yes, fans, we feel good now. But here's where I want to take a model of soccer. When you look, I know I do this a lot. But this they just have it right in certain ways. If you're a big club and you get smashed, let's say you're a big club like Manchester United or Manchester City, and you go out and lose to a team that just gained promotion. Let me sum that up for people who are like, what the hell is this guy talking about? Let's say Tom Brady goes out, has a bad game, they barely win against a, a good team. The next week, that head coach is fired. That's just what they do because they're like, no, this isn't the pedigree. Like you've had a bad run of games, and now you barely beat a team we should have slot, we should have killed. To me, we let Detroit back in. The, it should not have been twenty-four to fourteen. We take our foot off the gas where we do this little shit where we just run the ball and try to waste time, and then we rely on our defense. I don't know what we're doing anymore because there comes a point in time where you they can't score. I don't know if you're aware of this concept, Ed, but correct me if I'm wrong. They can't score if they don't have the ball.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's a, a, a important concept that some people may be forgetting. Also, I want to remind people that at least what I understood is entering that game, there was only one team in the entire NFL that scored. Fewer points than we had scored up to that point in time. That was the New York Jets. Only one team had scored fewer points in the entire three three games, and that is the New York Jets. So we entered the game at at the 31st offensive team. You cannot cannot survive
1: in the NFL being 31st at anything. Also, if Matt Nagy is a head coach— then what does he bring if he can't call plays? Because well, that's what he was brought in for. Well, he
0: was supposed to be the offensive guru, if 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 you recall, Ty. That's what I'm, but that's what yeah, I'm saying. So yeah, what so good is he? I, I I don't know what he brings to the table at this point. And I think I mean, that's I think it's a realistic thing to ask is, what what did you bring to the table, and what what do you currently
1: have to the table? How many times do we switch off? How many? How many yeah. have you ever known of a head coach to go? Hey, you know what? Let's go back to Lazer. Mm, Nagy has an ego. Nagy wants the ball back. You know, Bill did a better job. Better give it back to Bill. You know what? This time, no one say anything. We'll wink at the media. We'll let little rumors fly out. Like what kind of circus are we running? Well, this gets back to our previous podcast tie, where I
0: talked about accountability, and there is none. Okay. There is just perception, and how things look, and there is no accountability from the top of the organization down, because uh, it is all a matter of like and perception. And this week, guess what, Bill? Good job. You called a fairly decent offensive game. Next week, who knows? Maybe Nagy takes back the play calling because he wants it to. He wants to look good. He wants to look like he's in charge.
1: Who, who knows? And, and how much of that is influenced on Bill? Is there a part where Nagy's going, "Hey, I want you to call this or this"? Hey, if we get down for here, what is Nagy's job? Is what I'm I'm curious. If if he can't call plays, if the smartest thing he did was bring Sean Desai up, um, Sean Desai was blocked for t- going to a move to Denver. He got very upset at that at the time. But you know what? It's panning out for him now. I think that's a, that's an upside. And I, and I know what people are thinking. Like, guys, come on. Why are you so negative? We won. Yes, we did. And look, there's a ton of things to be ha- happy about. The, the problem is, right now, we're being served a dish, right? And it's not going to kill us. But if we eat it, you know we're, we're going to be like, well, you might get really sick one week, but you come back the next week, it might be really, really good. And that's kind of where we're at with the bears, right? But eventually, that dish will kill us. Well, And wh- that's what I'm trying to say. When you have Nagy and Pace, okay, they're the cooks. Sometimes you're going to eat good. Sometimes you're just going to be like, oh, I feel a little sick in the morning. But one of these times, Dad, we're not going to wake well, up because we're going to be dead. Yeah, well... To your, to your analogy, all mediocre teams
0: play good against teams that aren't so great. What happens when we get into games
1: with very good teams? We'll find out next week. Because yeah. the Raiders the, seem like they're for real. And then the following week, we have Green Bay.
0: Yeah. And then, so after, what, so and what and then happens, after that, by the way, Tampa. So what happens when the wheels fall off? And they will. And they will fall off. Now, I, know, I know, but what happens? I mean, may, it may not. By the way, it may not fall off against the Raiders because the Raiders have an historic track record of teams that they should beat us and 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 falling apart and not beating them. But that that's for another day.
1: Uh, so they look a little different this year, man. They
0: they do look a little different. I'm just I'm just mentioning their their track record. Um. So yeah, yeah. I I think basically what's going to happen here is three weeks from now, we're all going to be sitting here going, okay, we have just gone through, and it could be even four weeks. We've just gone through the grinder again. The team, the team doesn't look like so, it
1: should. Let's run through some scenarios. Yeah. I don't mean to cut you off. Something came to my head. I don't want to lose it. Okay. What, what, what if this happens, okay? Then just stick with me. We, we put in Dalton, and we get killed, Okay. What point do we, like, you and me both know, but I feel like at this point, if Dalton comes in, let uh, okay, better point. You think that we could probably beat the Raiders because it's a letdown, right, for the Raiders. Right. It's a trap game, a look-ahead game. Well, let's say we come in, Fields lights them up, we win. We win handedly. And then the following week, although they have that Crosby kid off the end that they drafted who looks like the real deal. We'll break that game down later. I'm getting distracted. I'm distracted myself. Squirrel, squirrel. Seriously. So and then let's say, okay, Dalton's healthy. They put him in against Green Bay. He gets killed. Then they put him in against Tampa. He gets killed. To me, the Bears organization goes, we have a coach who doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He doesn't know if he wants to call plays anymore. He wants to play games. Literally, literal child games. He wants to literally play child's games with, with 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 the quarterback and the carousel. Guess what? As Bears fans, we've been stuck on this carousel for eternity, and now we have someone that could get us off. We have all seen it. If you are a Bears fan and you are sitting here going, "Justin Fields not the best quarterback on the team," then you are an idiot. Yeah.
0: Well, here's here's my frustration. I I I see your scenario, Tyler. But here's the thing: why do we even need that scenario to happen?
1: Why 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 do we even need it to occur? True, but I'm saying: Are you think we're in such turmoil that let's say that exact scenario happens? Do they still hold on to Nagy till past things? Oh, absolutely. They 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 will hold on to Nagy
0: because we have an organization that just. You know, there used to, there was an old book, and 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 maybe not so old, but it said the enemy of of good is is uh, the enemy of great is good. So if you're basically saying, oh, you know, we have a good enough team, well, you'll never become a great team because you know what, you're okay with good enough. Well, the Bears are okay with being okay. Yeah, 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 and that's the truth,
1: and it sucks to hear.
0: Yeah. But, but, we, but and we have it's the so,
1: absolute truth. We have so many positives. I we just we have a good defense. They're well coached. That defensive line, our backups are even good. Um I our think pun, even our punter looks fantastic. Pat O'Donnell looks yeah. good. Yeah. Um I think Cody Whitehair's good. Uh I would phew, James Daniels. You Yay. need to go. He no. he needs to go. Uh, Jason Peters, thanks for helping out. He needs to go. Um, <laughs> uh, at a, I can never say his Adithi name. or yeah, uh, he needs to go, and like be, you know, we'll, we'll work from there. Let's talk about this next game. Let's talk about. You already said there's a letdown. I don't know man. The Raiders don't seem that bad to me. They seem pretty good. So,
0: Derek Carr is just playing out his butt, man. He he's just been unbelievable. And and I'll be honest with you, I was never a big Derek Carr fan. I always thought he was just kind of an average quarterback. Seemed like in big games he would he would really get challenged, but this year he's been absolutely on fire. Um, first game, all he did was look to Darren Waller. It was Darren Waller left, Darren Waller right. He's um, averaging. Just to throw this out yeah. there, he's averaging four
1: over four hundred yards a game. He,
0: he is, and and he's got he's got some weapons, man. Um, you know, Rugs Renfro. Um, he's got some. They've got some speed on that team, and speed kills. Uh, so yeah, you know, if if their backs can can get. Um, if their wide receivers can get behind our backs, I think you're going to see a couple very long bombs from, from Derek Carr. We could get we could get burned that way. I, I also think, I'll be honest, I, I really think this could be a letdown game. It could be one of those games in which um, if Justin Fields starts, that we could come out of this with a win and actually be 3-2. and two. I really believe that that could potentially happen. If Andy Dalton starts, though, I'm telling you right now, that we're, we're 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 not coming out with a win.
1: And let's explain to by what we mean by a look ahead game. Basically, it means they're looking to the, they're already looking at the next game thinking they have this game wrapped up with the Bears. It makes sense. We're recording this before the kickoff of the Raiders and Chargers they play tonight and then the Bears play the Raiders next week. The reason I think you might be right to the look-ahead game is because then they got to turn around again and they play the Broncos, which is a division rival. Exactly,
0: exactly. So they're looking at 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 a division game and another, and then then our game and then, then another division game. And I I think at that point it it is easy to kind of go, oh oh yeah, we got the Bears coming to town. So we'll see. Um, like i said i don't think we've got a chance if if they put andy back in the in the seat and i also think that- i think if
1: they put fields in we're going to have a hard time too if yeah. if they come yeah. to play
0: if they yeah it it depends on kind of here's the one thing about the raiders that that are really surprising if you've watched any of their games this year and i've i've watched a few and that is their defense you know one thing they always killed the raiders is is man their defense would just give up so many points I know, and they're,
1: they're not too bad they're, this they're
0: really not too bad they've got they've got a couple guys on on the ends that really uh are great at, at containing the run they're great at contain you know they're great at rushing I, I don't remember exactly how many sacks they have i don't need to know how many sacks they have but but i know they have more this year than last year so you know it's a team on a on the rise i just think that with Justin Fields in there, we have a chance of beating them. I think with Andy in there, we don't have a chance in hell of beating them. Uh, I, I I don't think a pocket passer that can't move out of the pocket is going to do much against a team like this.
1: I really don't. So and That's they're also how I they're see it. they're also averaging uh, thirty points a game, and they're they're they are letting in twenty four. So
0: yeah, you can. You can you can run against them. You can you can do some scoring against them. Um, it's not like they have got you know a, a, such a tight defense that everything's locked up. But but they are playing better defense than typical Raider teams, and enough to keep them very much in the games. Um, some of their games have been won, you know, last minute field goals. If I recall, there was they played a, what a double overtime game. Uh, to open up their home home season I think they they um, uh, Carlson hit one on the you know hit a field or, or was that a
1: touchdown I think that was a touchdown I, I can't but remember. anyway they anyway, do, they're, they, they're, they're, they do have seven sacks yeah
0: yeah so so you know they're they're a decent team they're a team that's that's rising they're they're playing well together um so uh, this is uh max old team any any uh, thought about how Mac plays against his old team? Is there any kind of rivalry there, or
1: is that one just kind of like, well, I what think the that's kind of dead in the water by now. Okay. Um, let's see. That that game. This would be a great game and would be fun to go to. Oh yeah, Vegas and that stadium looks absolutely gorgeous i know
0: that's that's one of the prettier stadiums in the entire nfl
1: i know it looks like the death star i would love to go to vegas and go see that game and it wouldn't be that expensive honestly you can you can stay anywhere in vegas pretty cheap you could stay a couple nights get a flight back and everything's hunky-dory actually you can get a lot of cheap flights fun fact about vegas i know this has nothing to do with football but uh the saddest flight you'll ever see is a red-eye at Sunday night. <laughs> the red-eye out of Vegas <laughs> at Sunday night around... uh Nine o'clock, because they are three hours ahead, so that is a red eye. Or three hours behind, that is a red eye. It's very, very, very sad. It's
0: de- it's the definition of not only sadness, but of, of the lowest energy you've possibly ever seen in your
1: entire life. Highest energy is a Thursday or Friday flying into Vegas. It's absolutely insane. It's the whole, electric. The whole plane is rocking. We flew in on a Thursday, man. People were drinking and getting ready to roll. I mean, it's Vegas, baby! So, I mean, that would be... To th- this is what I what I will say about Vegas. It has such a good energy, and it can have such a shitty energy depending on how your night is. But overall, I'd say it's electric. So to see a game there now, we were in Vegas for Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz too, and I know that you're not a big UFC guy, so you had no idea what was going on. Uh, I have no idea. I I've heard those names before, but it got crazy after the fight, did it not? I mean, oh Oh, my God, Vegas was on fire. So, I couldn't... Basically, the only reason I said all that is to say how much I would love to attend this game, especially being a Bears fan, getting down to Vegas. Vegas always has cheap flights. Bears travel well. I hope we show up to support the team. Um, My take, I didn't really say anything about this game, uh, I think the key to the game is to get Derek Carr on his back. Uh, pressure him because he does not make smart throws and pressure. Uh, key two, and I, I want to talk to you about this. We didn't hit on it earlier, and and it, it's very, very confusing to me. And it also is a negative on uh, Matt Nagy. And I don't want to be too harsh on the kid. Uh, and I'm not talking about Nagy. I'm talking about Cole Komet. Because Nagy comes from Kansas City, who involves the the bejesus out of the tight end. Oh, we're we're getting no tight end play.
0: I I am so glad you brought that up. That's one thing that we really missed was was covering how invisible the tight ends have for been years. And this just
1: isn't cold commit. No, like, oh we no, go out, is, we get Jimmy well, Graham.
0: Well, here's here's the deal. Were were we not the laughing stock last year of the entire NFL? when we had like eight tight ends on our roster and we can't make any of them work. And I don't know about you, but I'm not a big Cole Komet fan. I do not see what he brings to the table. At I this don't point know. I don't
1: know yet. Do, do you even think he's gotten a fair shake? Because I no, don't.
0: Well, okay. Let's let's
1: talk just a minute here. What's a fair shake? He's not getting involved at all. He's getting like barely any target. He's, I think he was only targeted one time. I'll look it up. Yeah. One time that game. To so, me, so is he not involved because he's not getting open? Is he not involved because of the scheme? So I think you have to ask those well, questions. Well, I think you'd have to ask how many times has he been out on the field. I did not count how many times he was out on the field for every play, but I'll tell you what, I didn't fucking see him every play. I, I didn't either. I saw Jimmy Graham out there. I
0: saw Cole Komet out there. Um, well, we're talking about Cole Komet, so yeah, obviously he yeah, saw him yeah, out
1: yeah, there. Yeah, I'm saying so, I, I don't know. I'd have to go back and check all this stuff but he's okay no i do know i'm gonna counter your point right now it's not on him at all where's the where's so you're saying every tight end we've ever had we don't get him involved no i'm not saying every tight
0: end we obviously i am i'm saying no
1: no, i'm saying that under nagy we're not talking my god you want to bring up color too jesus christ man you're How far back are you? Bring back to the now, buddy. The now. We're talking about Matt Nagy not involving tight ends. Greg Olson was amazing. We've already covered that, how we botched that whole thing up, which was horrible because he had a great career in uh, Carolina, probably will be in the Hall of Fame. That's not here nor there. Now you got me going. Cole Komet is not getting the ball. Jimmy Graham is not getting the ball. What about Adam Shaheen not getting the ball? Dad, there is a pattern. And you're going out and you're getting Cole Komet in the first round and he still hasn't come around yet. Yeah. You come from Kansas City, what they're doing with Kelsey, why can't they do that with Cole Komet? Yeah. So, so kind of, your, the argument you're making is it's it's about
0: scheme and not about player.
1: It's clear. Is it, How is it not clear? Yeah. That's no. my thing. Yeah. That's my thing. How is it not clear? Why do we do this bullshit, too? Why does Nagy script the offense to do this? Because I'm telling you right now, we're going to get destroyed by the Raiders if they're on and we do this shit. This is the one fucking thing I cannot stand. Well, the Bears are in the red zone. Ah, here comes Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham is one of the most targeted people in the red zone. Andy Dalton back, whoa! Incomplete to Jimmy Graham. Or Justin Fields back, whoa! Incomplete to Jimmy Graham. Stop! Yeah, it, stop! I don't need him on the field. Like how you, you might as you might as well carry a sign out. Telegraph, saying, telegraph. Just, seriously, he might as well carry a sign out saying it's getting thrown to me. Yeah, and then and then he lifts it up. No, seriously, no. we're that dumb. Well, again, that that comes into the uncreativeness
0: and the one-dimensionalness of of is is dimensional is even a word, but how one dimensional we are in terms of an offense, right? I mean, we 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 really do telegraph a lot of what we do. And maybe, maybe we're okay with that. I personally thought the first year Nagy coached, we had a much more creative offensive scheme. I don't know what happened to that coach. I haven't seen that coach in years. I really haven't. I haven't seen that scheme in years, and I've not seen the coach in years. And it's time to fire Nagy. That's where I stand.
1: Cole Kamat only had three targets, one catch for six yards. That's it. Yep. No, but that's it for tight ends. That's it. No other tight end even got a target. We're not running tight ends. Yeah. We're not even having tight ends to come in and chip. And we've talked about this. We have talked about this. This is where I get fired up because to me... I have a a bad gut feeling. If we get rid of Cole Komet and he goes, he just comes on for some other team. You know how pissed off I'm going to be because that's. A, or if he doesn't, another first round bust. Another for Ryan Pace. Yeah, I can't handle that. Yeah, I mean he's lucky that Nagy is being a human bolt, like a human shield for him, mm-hmm. because he woo. His dumb ass. We're not going to forget about you and Ted Thompson. We're going to keep pounding this drum until someone hears us. But you're next after that. Yeah. Well, the carnival carousel does continue. All right. We have had no new messages this week. That was our rant. We'd love to hear your rant. So if you would like to rant or simply just talk to us, you can always give us a call going to continue to say this and drop the number hopefully we can get some calls now usually i will create a post we'll go online blah 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 gotta talk about this for a second so tim our a uh, guy used to do this a friend used to do this got very too busy at work had to show me how to do this as my trying to adjust my pop filter as i talk to you people and it's done that's why it's somewhat clumsier um, you're gonna get a lot more unedited stuff. So the reason I bring up social media though is because Tim deleted his Facebook. He was tired of of all that and it um, accidentally deleted 34 to Glory's Facebook. Now, the Instagram is still up, it is still live, okay? We apologize if you want to be on the show, if you want to talk to us, if you want to tell us how wrong it is, like we all often say, give us a call. Okay. We, we want to hear from you. That number is 260 639 4439. Again, 260 639 4439. Now. We won't be giving out steak knives or anything with the first caller. No. And usually, I will, what I'll do is I'll make a post and say, hey, we're going live. You know, if you want to call in. If you can't, leave a voicemail. If you just want to be on the show and actually talk to us live. We are very flexible. We will figure out a way. We'll do an extra show. If we get enough people, hell, if we even get one person that wants to come on the show, let's do it. Let's talk bears. We could do this all day, 24-7. Yeah, baby. So, that brings me to my next point. We have recently purchased tickets. We will be in Soldier Field uh, on the November 21st. Yes, Mr. Kitzel. Bears versus Ravens. Now... I want to make this very clear. We are not a huge podcast <laughs> by any means. We do this for fun. We try to do this to hear the voices of the fans and et cetera, et cetera. If there is some weird, weird reason that someone's hearing this right now and they're going to be at the very same game, if you want to hit us up on DM and then we can get your thoughts on the game, we can get you recorded and... And we can get you on the pod. That'd oh, be awesome. I love that idea. If you want to meet up with us, that's fine. Fu- listen, it's fine. More than likely, no one's gonna no no one's gonna be at the game. Like I said, <laughs> we're 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 trying to grow. We're trying to get big, as big as we can. But um, yeah, we'd appreciate anything, and it, it'd just be a good time. I mean, we're gonna be talking to other Bears fans out there anyway.
0: We're fun guys to be with.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll be the guy with the beer. So. You'll know. I, you've seen our mugs on the internet, so you know what we look like. Voices for radio. Not even that. Not not even a voice for radio. Anyhow, I just wanted to get that out there. We will be at that Ravens game. Should be a lot of fun. But uh, hopefully we figure out everything. I hope this podcast wasn't too too negative. Uh, we're just trying to... I, I we're think just I, passionate, man. But I think we're not pat. We're we're passionate, but but that's not what I was going for. We're we're not delusional. We're not delusional. Okay, we're not delusional. I don't know why I said delusional. We're not that's, delusional. That's twice
0: or three times like that would be bilusional
1: Like yeah, I twice is delusional. So we're not gonna sit here and blow smoke up your ass because you're not dumb. Okay, Matt Nagy. That's what Matt Nagy's for. Um, that was the Lions. They haven't had a win all year, and uh, we shouldn't celebrate too hard, but but we should celebrate the future and the players that we have, and Justin Fields and Mooney and hopefully Allen Robinson stays. Robert Quinn's coming to town looking good. He can keep it up. Mack has turned it on. Ogletree. We, Ogletree. We played great without Hakeem Hicks, so they're oh, oh, burped. If there's a lot more going forward. So I just wanted to make sure that everyone, you know, we're we're excited about this team. Yes. We're not excited about the people in the front office. No. So with that being said. Yes. Remember, it's always a good time when you bear down.